The following is adapted from the Big Book of Malaysian Horror Stories. Follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts, if the spirits compel you. Please check out our supporters, NordVPN, Kapas Living, and Haunt You for some horrifically excellent deals. Link in the description. There's a running joke in the circle that goes, How do you know if there is triathlete at your party? They will tell you. <laughs> Guess there's some truth in that. Every year in February, my fellow triathletes and I make our way to Langkawi to race the annual Langkawi Iron Man. It was 2009 and there were five of us. Marcus owns a bicycle shop in Pataling Jaya. He's the hero that brought us together. Then there's Tamizi and Rajan, besties since school. And finally, my husband, Johan and I, all loyal customers of Marcus's bicycle shop. Our go-to hotel was a three-star establishment just one turn from the finisher's platform. Every year, the same arrangement. Everything as it should be. Except this year, Things were different. On our first night, I heard what sounded like a bicycle going up and down the corridor outside our room. It was about 2 a.m. I was groggy and annoyed. Just as I was about to fall asleep, Johan patted my chest. I pushed him away and groaned. Wait. Johan is sleeping on my right. Why was his hand coming from my left? The hand patted me again, gently at first, but harder as it continued, determined to wake me up. Oh my God, it breathes. I refused to open my eyes. I knew that I could see stuff. And I did not want to see stuff right now. <sighs> I was nine the first time. My cousin Shumei was friends with a boy that lived directly behind her house. He had died in an accident the week before, seven days prior to be exact. I was visiting and stayed the night his spirit was said to return. There I was, in bed, with my cousin next to me, watching as a bluish glow slowly rose. I freaked out when I realized I was looking at a set of eyebrows emerging in the cold air. And I knew what came after eyebrows. I turned away just before my eyes could meet another set of eyes. I had not seen anything since, and I did not want to break that tradition now. Suddenly, the hand grabbed the front of my t-shirt. In shock, I opened my eyes and saw a little girl. She was trying to climb onto the bed. I looked, paralyzed in terror, as the little girl, no more than five years old, heaved 
and struggled. Instinct told me not to trust this little glowing girl with a thick fringe covering her eyes. I did what I did when I was nine. I forcefully rolled to my right and jolted awake. There was no one else in the room. Had I dreamt the whole thing? The next morning, I mentioned our secret code to Johan. From many years of racing across Malaysia, we had become accustomed to the possibilities of being checked into a haunted hotel room. It had never happened to us, but we had heard enough stories to make a code. A code that said, Mayday Spooky Place. Of course, it would have been easier to just say it out. But we grew up with a superstition of not pronouncing their presence. That meant they would know and then they would follow. Johan? Johan? The bed is... is a... is a lumpy. Lumpy? Are you sure? I mean, I've been here three times. Nothing like it before. Uh, I think we got a bad bit this time. We told the rest about my lumpy bed. They took heed and we started searching for a new place. But Iron Man being one of the most anticipated events at Langkawi, most hotels were fully booked. The night came and went without any disturbance. So we stayed on. On the eve of the race, I walked into the bedroom to find Johan sitting cross-legged on the floor. He looked down the moment he saw me. Johan? Johan, what's wrong, Sayang? He avoided my gaze. He looked like he was about to cry. Are you okay, Johan? Look, I bought some goreng pisang. Have some? No. He would not take them. We have to leave. Leave? Why? I started eating my banana fritters. Johan, are you alright? Please, please, let's go home. The race is tomorrow. This place is lumpy. Let's, let's just go home. Seriously? We train all year and it's just one more night. I'm going to the race tomorrow. With or without you. Hello, dear listeners. Scared of getting hacked or losing out on incredible deals? Protect and treat yourself by checking out NordVPN. A VPN saves you money. For example, it allows you to purchase flights from different virtual locations to find cheaper flights. Also, NordVPN can save you money by purchasing subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price like purchasing Netflix whilst being connected to NordVPN's US servers? All for the price of a cup of coffee every month, NordVPN protects your data whilst traveling and using public Wi-Fi wherever you are in the world for up to six devices. Grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com zag to get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan plus four additional months for free. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. 
Click the link in the description. Race morning was how I always experienced it. Dark, a little eerie with the vast black waters at the pier. I kept an eye out for Johan, but he was nowhere to be found. I started to feel worried. At the hint of dawn, we moved towards the waterfront. 800-odd triathletes bobbing around, their color-coded swim caps like bright markers in the water. Before the race began, I said a silent prayer for Johan. The waters were calm that day. My swim strokes were strong and my navigation was on point. I smiled as I exited the water. I entered the cycling lake 30 minutes faster than usual. I did a flying dismount off my bike and ran into the transition tent to change into my running gear. As suspected, I suffered on the last leg of the race. <sighs> my legs screamed for mercy and I wobbled whenever I went downhill. <sighs> Soon, the afternoon sun turned to dusk and into the darkness of night. By the time I was on my last 10 kilometers, I had been reduced to walking. When I arrived at the end, it was past midnight. Nobody was around. I had missed the official race cutoff time. My heart was heavy as I approached the finish line and I fell to my knees and cried. Suddenly, I felt a gentle hand on my back. It was the same little girl from my dreams. It's okay. You can try again tomorrow. Just then, I heard my name being called. Sarah? I looked behind me, but the area was empty. I looked back at the little girl, and an old woman stood next to her, stunned. I fell backwards and scrambled to get back on my feet, falling each time I tried. Sarah? Sarah? A group of people dressed in grey robes were walking towards the finisher's platform. Panicked, I started to run, run, run! I headed to my hotel, not daring to look back. Sarah? 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 The lobby was empty. I made a dash for the elevators and was relieved to reach the third floor. I heard my name again, but this time, I recognized, I recognized a voice calling me. Sarah? Johan! I headed straight for our room, calling his name with tears of relief. I opened the door only to find it filled with fog. The smell, the smell of communion hung heavy in the air. Sarah? Can you hear me? Yes, yes, I can hear you, but I cannot see you. Then I heard the voice of an old man. What are you talking about? Of course, I'm here. Sarah, come home. Come home. I want to come home, but it seemed he could not hear me. More voices filled the air. Marcus, Tarmizi, Rajan, the girls, I heard everyone. I heard everyone, but saw none of them. So I want to come home! 
A tiny hand held my fingers. It was the little girl with the hidden eyes. My jaw dropped as I heard my voice come out from a smiling mouth. Saya tak nak pulang. The fog disappeared, and the room was filled with people in grey robes. Tears swelled in my eyes as I gazed at their unworldly features. Saya minta maaf, Cik Johan. Kami memang dah jumpa Sarah, tapi masalahnya, Sarah tak nak pulang. It has been five years since my world disappeared. I no longer see anyone except the people in the grey robes and the little girl with the hidden eyes. Her name is Khalifa. I hear voices of the living though, and I'm always hopeful to one day hear Johan's voice again. The unfamiliar voices of the living are always talking about me, especially if they chat into my room. A few exaggerate the actual account, but the base story is always the same. She disappeared the first night she checked in, and they suspect she was taken. Her husband saw her once, but she offered him maggots and dirt, claiming it was his favorite goreng pisang. They tried for months to call her back, and one day she just said she didn't want to. Occasionally, someone will say they found my decaying body by the pier. Life on this side of the spectrum isn't that bad. Khalifa is mischievous, but just needs a friend to play with. On days I feel like racing, I miraculously wake up to race day morning. Sure, it always starts awesome and ends the same, but I will never give up until I cross that finishing line victorious. So yeah. Five years. The last Ironman race was organized back in 2010, but I heard the organizers are planning to bring it back. I look forward to that. It would be nice to hear familiar voices again. Maybe I'll invite one of them to this world. Hmm. Then they can race with me. That would be awesome. <laughs> I am, after all, a triathlete. This podcast series continues to be an entirely independent project. To keep making it possible, follow and subscribe to us on Spotify or iTunes. And leave us a rating and review. Again, please check out our supporters NordVPN, Capas Living, and Hauntu for some horrifically awesome promos. More details in the description. Thank you from all of us at Zag. Until next time. <laughs>